This podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy, an amazing company that is changing the way we look at health and wellness. Now Alchemy is using uh, monatomic gold and Ormus, which is sourced from two ocean sources, the Dead Sea and the Himalayan Sea. Ormus is a powerful combination, a liquid known as the golden food for the gods. And in ancient Egyptian times, it was known as the light elixir. This energy not only shifts and brings back the dimensions of your body, but allows your entire light body to expand. Any particle breakdown inside of your system becomes repaired. It opens up your third eye, increases manifestation potential, balances the left and right hemisphere of your brain, and increases brain capacity. And that's not the best part of it. The very best part of it is actually enhancing your shamanic abilities, such as increased dream lucidity, being able to feel the energies that are around you, and being able to balance both your chakras and your internal and external Internal world increases your human biomagnetic sheath, known as your aura, and relieves stress and anxiety. Now, this is something you have to try. So go ahead and check out Now Alchemy, a sponsor of the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Thank you and enjoy the show. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribal members. Welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm so happy you're here today for this wonderful share. Remember, I told you I'm changing the word from show to share because that's what it's about, is sharing love and knowledge and just enriching all of the tribal members with information so that we can take that information and move it into different energy places within our life and create this amazing life for ourselves. Because why? Because we're powerful and we are so powerful. Powerful people deserve to have an amazing life because that is how it's supposed to be, period, right? So we are in this time right now where we get to experience all of these amazing energies and we get to pick and choose like we're at a buffet and say, okay, I want this and I don't want that. And this, this, this I definitely want and I don't want that. And that's where we are, right? And so in this tribe, we know that every single person who comes into this share with us, who comes into the circle with all of us tribal members who are leaders, who are forwarding the message of love on planet earth is about bringing people on our share that is inspiring us, lifting us, and taking us to higher levels. And I have to tell you, I am in this divine energy. Talk about the moon, the mother, the maiden, the crone. Talk about the energies of the moon and the essence of the divine feminine, of the great powers that seep into the cells, into the body, from the roots, from the earth, from the soils, from the rocks, from the rivers and the mountains. That essence of breath, that essence of the combination of word, the essence of combinations of alchemy, forming magic. And that's who I have with me today in the studio. It's a powerful, amazing, 
empress of magic. Okay? When I say to you, really tune in to today's share, I have in the studio Lisa Lister, writer of Love Your Ladies Landscapes and Witch. Now, I know there's some of you who may be thinking, what? Witch? Magic? What is this? What kind of share is this? Let me explain something to you, okay? Magic is real. And if you deny it, you deny yourself. You deny the very essence of everything that it took to make you who you are. Magic is real. Now, thank you, Lisa. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Our share show. (laughs) Quite possibly the most incredible ever intro. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Share with you on your share. Oh, absolutely. So I'm learning to restructure show to share because, you know, changing it instead of saying Mm. welcome to the show, it's welcome to the share, right? Nice. We need more. We need more honest conversations, right? This is good. Absolutely. And I think think what happens is a lot of people get really caught up in that very kind of radio, like welcome to the show, blah, blah, blah. Really what it's about being here in Ancient Wisdom is a really sharing knowledge and information Mm. that's just straight from the heart. You know, it's just right from the hip, you know? Or the vagina. Or the vagina. Yeah, it's Jai Jai Power. (laughs) It's Jai Jai Power. I I kid you not. People should have like shirts that say Jai Jai Power. Yeah. You know, because if you look back in like old magic and everything we were talking earlier about how you see the phallic symbol, it's like always the phallic symbol. No, I mean, okay, great. The phallic symbol, it's it's you know, it's this, it's this this amazing, amazing tool that, you know, that 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 spews seed. And and brings life, and you know what, people, you can, you can, you know, I, I'm going to get graphic, so mm. you just get ready. So, <laughs> but the Jai Jai power is the essence of the universe. Yes. It is the inner universe that creates all. The, it's the void that creates beauty and grace and life and everything. That's why I always tell people when women have um, when they have birth, it's literally a rites of passage. Absolutely, don't you think? Absolutely. And so we have this transmitter in the penis and we have the receiver in the power portal. Yeah. Yeah, of the pussy. Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. I love yes. it. I love it. So, first of all, I just want to say, because um, I want everyone to know, like, I remember one day I was at this store and I saw your book sitting on the shelf and it said, which, and I walked right over to it and picked it up <laughs> and looked at it and said, thank you thank you goddess Mm. i was like and my friend's like what's wrong with you and i'm like because the person who wrote this book you don't understand how necessary this book is right now and how necessary these words are right now and literally my friend was like oh then i'm gonna buy it right now (laughs) good work your friend i love your friend very much she's like i gotta have this book (laughs) says this book is like i love that that's the best endorsement by the way thank you very much (laughs) no i mean everyone should have your book you know and i think reason why and i wrote this thing on um on instagram and i said i said which is a woman who knows who the fuck she is yes you know and uh, it and and people were like what do you mean by that and i was like well 
you know, the truth of the matter is the energy of the witch is not just about you having an initiation or coming into being a witch. It's about understanding that it, the inherent DNA of, of the, the essence of being a witch lives in women. Yes. Cell deep level. Cell deep level. Like you don't have to, you don't have to, I mean, I come from a gypsy lineage. So my background is like my, my dad, it was a Roma gypsy and my mama was um, an Irish traveler from the Irish traveler family. So if, you know, when people want to stick a label on me, which they often do, then that's one. They're like, oh, she has heritage. She has lineage and, um, which is great, but it's not necessary as women. We all have this power in our bodies, in is that cell deep level. And it's a remembrance for all of us, for all of us as women to remember, like remember the parts of us that have been dismembered. Yes. Yeah, mm. exactly. The parts that have been dismembered. I always say when you go into any kind of relationship or you walk into anyone's life, are you walking in whole or do you cut off your arm and your leg to make the other person happy? Oh, Yes. And that's such, and for women especially, that's, you know, this is something that they do. We, we, we are so used to giving that we don't know how to stay whole, like to how to be in this whole vessel that is glorious, glorious goddess vessel, how to stay in it, in our wholeness and claim all the parts of us back, like all the bits that have been taken from us, put in the dark, called taboo, and then we've all been made to be afraid of the dark. And that's, that's not okay. So yeah, it's yeah. about creating that wholeness is about us finding all of those parts, loving all of the bits, like the shitty bits, like the bits that like are so shame and blame filled, the dark bits, the, the bits that we're mortified at the idea of anyone knowing about us and then showing up with all of it and right. being like, yeah, this is me. This is me whole. Mm. Yes. I love that. That's so powerful. Everyone in the tribe, do you hear that? It's so important for us to, to love all the bits. Yeah. I love that. So you live in England right now? I do. I live in Glastonbury. Oh, nice. Mm. I, have a, I, I also live in London. I live in Kensington, but I haven't, I've been on the road so much, so I've been uh, subletting my place in Kensington, but it's, uh, I, love, I love London. Oh, have you been to Glastonbury? Have you been down? I went once for, uh, <laughs> when I was younger, I was in, living in England and I went to Glastonbury for, uh, was it called, like a festival? Yeah, yeah, there's a festival there. They yeah. have like this big festival. It's kind of outside of it's, Glastonbury. Oh, it's those, outside, yeah. yeah no, they the just field. take the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. They take the name, but it's outside. But I haven't been in, oh, but I, I want to go. That land is like a, a power, a portal all of itself. It's very sacred land and there's some really gorgeous, gorgeous spaces. And it was what, you know, I was living in Malta where there's these incredible goddess temples. I was called there by the goddess. Did You were in Malta? Of, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, and then, then, then from there, she was like, now you're going my to Glastonbury. Oh my goodness, seriously, it's incredible. I mean, 50 plus temples that we know of to the goddess. And they're being discovered under people's houses every day. Like just anytime anyone goes to do any kind of excavation work there. Oh, there you go. There's another temple to the goddess. And they were these temples which were like complete 
um, replications of a woman's reproductive system, right? They were, you know, so you would go in through this vaginal canal and then you would get into this big, beautiful temple space, which was like cervix-like, you know, and it, and it held, and it was medicine bowl, right? So like yes. our pelvis is our medicine bowl. There yes. was this, there's these incredible spaces where magic happened, where alchemy was made. And, and so then we are the replica, you know, in, in women, we have that replication. We have this pelvic bowl. We have this medicine that's made anytime we come into connection with her but so many of us unfortunately don't but sorry yes Malta amazing what do you think is the reason why so many of us don't <sighs> we've been disconnected for so long you know I wrote Love Your Lady Landscape because I had spent my entire life living from the neck up ignoring the fact that I was in this body you know going for a career going for that linear career that you spoke of you know it was very masculine it was in TV in magazines in publishing going for it like yes this is my goal got to do this living a very fast-paced life and at that time then my um my ovaries <laughs> got like the goddess was like she's not listening <laughs> she is not listening punched me in both ovaries um because I wasn't listening you know she takes you out in whatever way works and so I was bleeding way more than I wasn't and went to the doctors over and over and over again and they said um, it took misdiagnosis after misdiagnosis because women's health is not um, represented. It's not supported um, so in any way, shape or form. No, and not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's, it's actually ridiculous. And But uh, please continue. Yeah, yeah. So we went, um, so I would go to the doctor and after, after many, many months of misdiagnosis and just embarrassingly bleeding everywhere <laughs> on friends' sofas, then being, then being found, like, you see the shame of that. If you've not been connected to your menstrual cycle ever, if this, all of a sudden, you are just bleeding everywhere, the shame. So you won't go out, you won't leave the house. It affected my work. I had to go freelance because so I couldn't do a job. So you were having a hemorrhaging, like a heavy flow of like, menstrual. Bleeding way more days than I wasn't. So the doctor diagnosed it as endometriosis in the end, PCOS, polycystic ovaries, because it's a um, process of elimination. Yeah, right. It's course. not like they don't know what it they is. They don't know it's anything. Just, but then... It's all based on symptoms and diagnosis for of the sure. symptoms. And, and then so, they categorized it based upon uh, statistics that they found from other people's tests, which yes. are basically not conclusive. That's why I love, I love functional medicine. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me a high five for that one. Yes. And this was it. This man and this man in a white coat, and it was a man, gave me a piece of paper that was like A5 size. You know, it was tiny. This is all the information that you need to know because... So he was, first of all, he was talking about my womb and then he was talking about my uterus. I was 26. I didn't know that they were the same thing. That is not okay. And that's what I mean about when you ask the question, why are so many women disconnected? Like we don't know ourselves. We don't know our lady landscape. So there was firstly that. Then the doctor says, oh, well, you're not going to be able to have children. So we're just going to whip it out. So that's your option. Oh, no. <laughs> that that voice <laughs> that is what my womb said <laughs> so I, I left I left the doctor's surgery that day and there was like so there's been a ton of pain with the you know on the on the run up to that but this was a different pain there was like some fierce anger pain down there she was like what you just literally it probably was your voice now <laughs> <Actually>. yeah <laughs> it was like oh no 
oh no, Lisa, this is not how we're going to roll. This is not how we're going to roll. And then literally I got a job as a, you know, I was a journalist. I got a job that I had to go to um, a goddess conference in Glastonbury. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. That is not for me. I don't wear any of that floaty I'm not into it I was very cynical I worked for you know I worked yes. for women's magazines it was like makeup and all of this stuff right and yeah and so I didn't have the um I didn't have it whipped out thank goodness I went to Glastonbury instead and <laughs> and I went and I was with women and I witnessed this sacred land and I was forever changed and so I went on this what's now been a 13 year adventure I guess of discovering my lady landscape and finding all of the ways in which I can help women to reconnect with their body because the disconnect is because we are trying so hard to show up in a linear world like so outside our window that's linear that's masculine that's so like all about everything about our society is created it's based in the whole whole society is based on a masculine perspective I've actually written that in my book that comes out next year it's all it's the it's the landscape of our planet from our buildings to our technology to the the way that we even have the industry set up you know everything is based on this masculine perspective Uh so what happens is people go out the door and from a masculine point of view it's based upon certain superficial ways of looking at a human being versus really connecting with the human being from a spirit and an emotion even sexually too like people will have sex with someone because they look good but Uh not look at their their soul and their spirit and feel the essence of their being and say well what does that look like you know what color is that well and so many women are having sex and making decisions about the men or any of the um people that they choose to hook up with based on so many of them are being, um, they have, they're taking the contraceptive pill. Well, if we take the contraceptive pill, we're numbing our experience of the rhythmic nature of being a woman. And by doing that, we're then making decisions from a, from a kind of medicated place. Right. You come off that, you then wonder why you're not connected to the guy that you've, you know, you, you, know, you see this new you know, man you're in a relationship with, or if it's a woman, like you're looking at this person in a completely different way because you're like, what? Because this is what happens. So many women come off the pill to have to have babies. So they've been on the pill. They meet this guy. They get in relationship with them, and then they come off the pill and they're like, "What? Whoa! Who? Who are you?" Yes, because they've reconnected back to their true nature. Yeah, and their sensorium is actually starting to turn back on because when you do those things to yourself, because the because the jai jai power um, is so <laughs> I love important. You call it that. Jai jai power. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, jai jai power to the rescue. <laughs> Yep. So, uh, you know, when you come off the Jai Jai power, when it's been suppressed by these medications and so forth, it actually is considered the gate of the universe. And so in shamanism, we always say that the Jai Jai power place is the place of of the inner and outer universe, right? And Mm. so when a woman is not feeling that her outer universe and her inner universe are able to communicate properly, she creates imbalances within her jai jai, right? And it can everything from cysts to, you know, to to, uh, fibroids. I mean, the list goes on. And that's what was happening for me. You know, that's what I found by going to study with my and G mamas, you know, who would just like teach me how to rub wombs and then how to, we can, how all of our, so I say all, so many of our, women's wombs are misaligned and yep. you know because of the way they're where they're sitting because of the cars that they're driving because of the heels they're wearing because of the things that we put ourselves in in order to show up and so there's so there's like so many ways in which now we are able to reconnect and they're ancient 
Like none of it is. And what's what 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 I'm finding over and over again is that when I share this with women, I mean, I haven't got any kind of. Um, I mean, I have got some magical knowledge, but like it's not it's not new to me. It's it's this is this is oh, ancient it's, it's, wisdom. It's, it's ancient wisdom, organic in knowledge our, in our right in our bodies. That's what ancient wisdom is. Our ancient yes. wisdom is organic knowledge that is passed down through the essences of both blood and also the essences of the ancestors who walked this earth before from any culture, from any tribe, that the vessels open to receive, that ancient wisdom can flow through. Yes, yeah. And it's in the air. I mean, we're breathing air that has been recycled over and over from from ancestors who had the same breath. Right. I love that. Just that thought through a moment. Yeah, like mm. I could take a whiff of air outside and be breathing Cleopatra's air. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love Cleopatra. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> she's my girl. <laughs> you definitely That's love my girl. mother. Oh my goodness. She's a girl who knew how to receive, right? right. So Cleopatra for me, when I look to... So, for, so I think when we talk about that outside energy, that kind of masculine energy, we experience that in the first half of our menstrual cycle, in the first half of the moon cycle, when you recognize the moon is, wane, um, is waxing and, and is becoming full, right? So that's that masculine energy. Then we have this feminine energy that is kind of seen as dangerous almost. So when you go into that premenstrual phase, everyone's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And that's like the waning moon too. So, And it's when we trip over into the feminine energy and it's yes. like this energy is, is where the magic really can happen mm-hmm. and where we can practice receiving. So we transmit. So that's that penis energy. You know, we're transmitting there and then we're receiving like a power portal, like let it in, like receive, but know what you want to receive too, right? That we need to speak on, you know, and I, I, there's something else that I thought was really interesting that we said uh, just a little bit ago, uh, where, you know, what happens is, is that women are not really looking at what the spirit and the soul is of the yes. person, but they're also looking at the characteristics of the person and they're looking at their their resume. Mm-hmm. You know, like resume yeah. dating has become very strong in today's um, life where people are dating based upon certain criteria that they feel that they need that are yearning from their emotions, which can be very much from their ego and not from their heart space. And it's yes. really important for us to restructure that, you know, yeah. and, I, and the part of that restructuring, I always say that the heart and the Jai Jai are connected, right? Yeah. So Jai Jai, that's why I always say when women feel like they're stressed out in their relationships, they just, just scream, Jai Jai power! <laughs> you know, like when I was a kid, I used to watch She-Ra. Oh my God, I, yes! I write all about this in Love Your Lady Landscape. It's She was like, that she was like the epitome of what you're just about to say. I know it. Tell me. No, you tell me. No, speak, I, me, speak to me. Speak to so me. So when I was a kid, I, <laughs> I, I, was, I was into He-Man and I wasn't really into He-Man. I was like, oh God, this He-Man character, he's so full of himself with his like sword. Oh, I have the power. Right. And all them apps and yeah, things. And yeah. And, but when She-Ra came on the scene, yes. that was the show that I watched and that was the cartoon. I bought I bought all the toys yes. and I played with her and I was like, She-Ra. Princess of power, Princess right? of power. And literally, yes. you know, when I think about the Jai Jai power because I always tell my girlfriends I'm like you got like with my girlfriends fighting with her husband I'm like honey you have to remember something okay he's afraid of your Jai Jai okay he's afraid that one day you'll leave him and that you'll go off with another man who probably has more than he has or offers more than he has because men operate in this idea of um, am I good enough? Yeah. Do I have enough? Am I, do I have enough money? Do I have this? Because we, we antiquate our relationships based upon being able to provide and our ability to provide sexually as well. Yes. 
And so getting out of that space, instead of getting stuck in that space, we want to get more in the heart space. And so literally, I'm like, you have Jai Jai power. So just remember that. Always mm-hmm. remember you have Jai Jai power. I'm not saying use it incorrectly and, t- and, and, and hold your vagina because I think some women who will get into arguments with their husbands and stuff, they'll hold sex from them. I think that's even off too because yes. it's, it's, it means that you're not really communicating and you're actually stopping your own energy and flow. However, you do have Jai Jai power. And I was talking to a Muslim friend of mine and I said, you know, what's really interesting is that, you know, there's a lot of suppression in Muslim culture towards women. Mm. And I go, it's really funny because if all these women were to walk out tomorrow, you all wouldn't know what to do with yourselves. Right. So you should be actually being honored. You should honor you know, the women. You yeah. should, you know, honor the woman that's in your life. All my girlfriends, I have, I honor every single woman friend in my life. I can testify to that. I am blessed. <laughs> and I can, I can testify to that. And because, and when you have examples of that, and unfortunately for so many of us as women, we don't have examples of being revered and honored. So we don't even know what that feels like. So if we don't know how that feels, we we don't know how to give it to ourselves, mm. let alone even ask for it. So yes. I think that's such a big part of the work is, is about understanding that in that second half of our menstrual cycle, in that second half of the waning, you know, the waning and the dark moon, is to recognize like, what is it I want to receive? Like, how do I want to be treated? Like, and really get to, because we're never asked those questions. So ask them to yourself. And recognize like, what is it? How would I want to be treated? And recognize that we do have these opportunities in our menstrual cycle, in the moon cycle to recognize, like, so if you don't bleed, you know, we can use the moon cycles to, to, to map that and to really see the energy rise and then the energy fall. And, you know, that's when our, our, our hormones rise in the, in that masculine section. And then on that kind of in the feminine energy, our hormones kind of come back and, and, and they lower. And that's for a reason, because it's calling us in. It's calling us back home to ourselves, to our body, to recognize. And that's where I, what I right now realize about my own journey is that I was forever um, using that masculine energy of my own and not recognizing that I needed to rest, that I needed to receive. And then understanding how to nourish this body that I'm in instead of berate it. Because, you know, there's so many sticks to pick up and beat ourselves with that society is like quite happily handed over to us and gone, here you go. Um, and of course, not to stay in that space, but do recognize it first, you know, because we can't heal unless we feel it. So feel it, recognize it. Like, what is it? What, what do we need? Like, where are you not being nourished? Where are you not getting the pleasure you want? Where are you not asking for what you need? And then yes. communicating that with the men in our lives, whether that's our son not being able to do his, like clean his room because like, you know, you're premenstrual and like your energy levels are low and you're just asking him to help out. But if he knows that about you and you're not just like nagging at him, like, so you know something about yourself, then we educate the dudes in our lives. And then the dudes are empowered to know that, okay, our women are not consistent and, and inconsistency is such a freaking good thing and not, a, again, another thing to be berated for. Oh, can I have a high five on that? Yes, of because course. Because I, I see that so much with women. And I think also, I mean, first of all, I just want to say I'm, in, I'm completely so overjoyed and honored and blessed. And I... Part of me feels like crying right now because I'm so happy that we're here. Me too. <laughs> because me too, we've been wanting one. to make this happen for so long. <laughs> oh, and like no. and I haven't come back to England for a while because I've been like pulled over to to the States and stuff. But it's so nice to have to be here in Mallorca um with you. And yeah. so, you know, and it's gonna it's gonna make me emotional and I'm just gonna be okay with that. We all should be. Um you know, it's it's very challenging for me to watch women 
um, degrade themselves and not ask for what they need. You know, I see a lot of women get having birth and suffering um, yes. in their in their birthing process because they didn't set up. You know, they didn't ask for what they needed. Really, they just accepted what was given, and that's not enough anymore. You know, and women really have to you know, ask for what they need. We are not, you know, we're living at a different time now where there's more women that you can seek to through sisterhood to be able to assist you. And there are men right now who are waking up, who are yes. stepping into that heart space. Because I know a lot of men who listen to this show and they're listening to this share. And, um, you know, the, even for them, it's about how do we as men cultivate a world that invites women into the world that that has been built masculine and be able to create a, a safe container for them to begin mm. to express themselves without fear, <sighs> right? To step into a, a, a recognition of self without it saying there's a it's a man's world, but step into it. It's an our our world yeah. together and having a container for women to express themselves. Because I always say like. When men say women are crazy or they can't handle it is because men have shut down their emotional capacity for that awareness of emotional intelligence. So when a woman gets emotional, we immediately clam up and get upset. We get our, our knickers in a bunch, as you would say, you know, <laughs> because we can't handle emotional content because yeah. the moment we do, we start reflecting back on our mothers mm -hmm. and thinking how we couldn't help our mothers when they were emotional. So how are we going to help you? So immediately we push you away or we may shut you down to stop something that really has nothing to do with us. And all, it has all to do with you and your needs and what's coming up for you emotionally. And you're not telling us that we're bad people. What you're telling us is that there's an emotional imbalance. And literally, we need to learn that as men. And men who are listening to this share, I really encourage you to really to learn more about emotional intelligence. And you'll learn a lot about it um, on, in, in other podcasts that I will do. But really mm -hmm. get into that space because... Women are the only ones on this planet who were given the rights by the spirits, by the ancients, by the elders, by creation, by God to bring life. Mm. And that's a, that means that they have achieved a certain level of acknowledgement in the spirit world that they are able to bring life, nurture life, yes. and, 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 and offer their vessels up to have life. It's not a punishment. I know one thing that used to irritate me a lot, Lisa, was when I was a kid growing up and I listened to religious people talk about Adam and Eve and they would talk about how Eve's punishment for um, eating the apple was that she had to be go through um, you know, menstruation and that she had to go through pain and right. suffering to, you know, to yes. be, to, because that was her punishment from God. And I looked, and I looked at it in a very different way. Cause when I asked the spirits, they told me that the apple was the apple of knowledge. Yes, she it chose it first. So therefore the Epigamora became the first of the Lilith, became the first mm. energy form that has come in and said, I am the transformational form of consciousness. So therefore the consciousness expanded through her. And this is what gave her the ability to bring life through her because she has the ability to create life in her body. So 
her vessel holds the knowledge of all of the ancients, all of the ability of creation, so she's able to create. And the knowledge of that essence was a reward given by her essence, by her choosing to want to see what it would be like to be a god, and therefore became the goddess, and be, therefore the rivers flowed, the trees um, you know, brought fruit and abundance, and all of that was connected, and the earth um, revered in the nature of her spirit, because she was willing to be the ever-giving um, essence of life. And that's a huge responsibility, men. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's a huge responsibility to be the ever-giving essence of life. Oh, yeah. That means that you're always in giving mode. There's never a moment where you're not in giving mode. Always in giving mode <sighs> and receiving mode and always in giving mode. And literally... The understanding of receiving was always receiving the seed to be the giver, to give the the apples, the oranges, the fruits, the the grass, and like the earth gives and gives and gives and gives. Women give and give and give and give. So we call them the eternal givers. And so that's why it's important for us to to be stewards of of this nature of giving. Right. And this, and as we are stewards to the nature of giving of women, we become stewards of the nature of giving of earth because the mother of the divine mother, Gaia, right? Uh, the, the divine um, essence is also, this planet is also a feminine essence. That's why the reverence of women and the planet earth are connected. And that's what creates the witch. <sighs> the maligned female in me and every other person on this planet is bowing to that. Thank you. Yeah, it's very strong. It's been strong with me since I was young. And I, I, I remember when I hear religious people say that and women would be like, oh, yes, you know, yes, it was, it was a sin and this and that. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to throw up all over the, all, all over the, 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 the church floors. You know, I was just like, I'm, gonna, I'm gagging right now. I'm literally gagging. And people would say to me, is something wrong with you? And I was just like, this is, this is crazy what you're talking right now. This is crazy. It's a complete rewriting of the story, right? And just to hear you kind of re-establishing, realigning that story back to the truth is where, and, and I'm so hoping that everyone is listen, who is listening is able to have felt those words deep in their womb space. And if you haven't got a womb, there will be an energetic imprint of that, you know? So feel it in there. Those words are our truths. They're all of our truths. And when we remember that, then men won't be so scared. They won't be so fearful of that power because that's how we got in this position in the first place, right? Is that men were fearful of that ever-giving power of the fact that a woman could give birth and feed her child on her boob in the next, you know, it's like push, push this incredible life out of her body and then place it on her boob and then provide it with milk. And be a warrior. And still have a and, shield and a, and sword, a sword and badass and cutlery. And badass cutlery and <laughs> yes. be able to kick some serious ass to protect her, her, church, her children and her, and yes. her, and her, her whole entire uh, family. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's where we as women need to recognize that we are a power force and that the men in our lives are able to witness that when we ask for what we need, it's an, I mean, it's going to take some navigating, right? It's going to take a little bit of, it's going to take a whole ton of big hearted compassion for each other as we navigate this, this path, this, this new old (laughs) you know and it's not like and and what I keep speaking about often is that we're not looking to have a matriarchy that's not what it's about it's about this new time this new space that we're in right now is about us 
having this deepest reverence and respect for each other and the and the power and the and the incredible love that is available to us right now instead of this this constant and recognizing where we are being played against each other all the time in all the ways and then being able to say right okay how can we support each other how can we be there for like so for, for, for men to be able to say like how can i be there for you like what do you need and for women to like be able to stop for 5 minutes and and not feel guilty because i speak to so many women and there's so much guilt around taking time for themselves like a meditation for instance like oh oh then and then the, if they do do the meditation they're not doing it right because they haven't been able to shut off because they're too busy thinking about their to-do list or the the shopping or the kid or the or the this or the that and it's it's like, okay, the shame, the blame, they've all been given to us. They've all been labels and, and, and you don't have to accept them anymore. Not you don't anymore. have to accept any dark, of them. The, the dark ages are over. Yeah. Huh? You know, and if you want to live in the dark ages, then that's your choice, but you don't have to. Yeah. You know, I was walking down the street yes. in England and a friend of mine, she was pregnant and she was carrying like all these bags and her man was there. He was just walking ahead of her. I said, honey, can I grab these bags for you? And she goes, no, 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 it's okay. I said, no, can I grab these bags from you? Right. She goes, wow. She goes, you, you're, she goes, I love that about you, Shaman Dirk. You're always a man of valor and, and, and kindness. And, mm. you know, and I said, it's, it's not any of those things, my dear. It's a simple thing, which is you are in the process of giving, bringing life. Oh, yes. I am not going to, I'm going to ease your burden in mm. any which way I can. And even if you weren't giving life, I would still ease your burden because just you, even if you are not bringing life to your vessel, the fact that you exist on this planet as a female, you have been giving so much since you were a little girl. Yes. Let me ease some of that burden for you. Let me take hold of, of some of that um, pressure that you have been, that has been pressing upon you and, yeah. and give you some sustenance back. Because it's so important, you know, and I think, I think what happens, I think if men become more stewards in the nature of their being, of knowing that the very thing that they adore and like the most is to be getting that energy from women. How, uh, what, what makes you think you can drink from a well without filling it back up? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And women know that you need to fill your own well too, because you can't keep giving from a, from a well that's empty. No. And you mustn't, you mustn't, because that's how we get the disconnect. That's how we get the burnout. That's how we get the anxiety. That's how we get into the place where so many women are like the well is empty because it's, it's been taken or it's been given. And it's like, now what nourishes you? What nourishes you? And that for me is just the key for so many women right now in pregnancy. In, and, and also, if you don't mind, I'd really like to just say that the whole thing about so many sticks to beat ourselves with like the pregnancy and giving birth and creating life like know that that's not just about babies that's not just about that that space is for creative ideas is for books and projects and and all the possibilities that it's like and this is the, the genius of it is that is an infinite space of possibility because in the same way as you're you know it's like the cosmic womb you were talking about at the beginning the void like in the void anything is possible and in that moment, anything is possible. And so knowing that space is, is able to create anything. And so don't pick up a stick and beat yourself up if for some reason you are not here to birth a baby this lifetime. Yes. Right? There's so much else mm. you can be here to mother, to create. To, and so when I speak of the mother archetype, I speak of the creatrix. Because you can make music, you can dance, you can... 
Mm, there's Say so many that words. word again. The creatrix. Oh, <laughs> again. Again. Creatrix, creatrix, creatrix. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's, so that's great. it, right? That's it. <laughs> Just remembering that we are creatrixes, that we are able, we create freaking planets. We create, Yes. you know, it's all possible. It's it is. all possible from that space. And that's where we have to come into. And so why I teach when, you, when you're saying like <laughs> JJ Power, it's like, yes, at the end of every workshop, I ask women to place their hands on their womb space and call back their power now for themselves. And then do a collective, we call back our power now for our sisters and our brothers, for everyone to recognize that we are all calling back our power to that space so that we have some recognition for the, for the, whole pelvic bowl space that alchemical bowl where we make our medicine and that's so interesting that you call it a bowl because in african shamanism we call it a bowl as well yeah it's very powerful you know a lot of the witch's cauldron yeah it's exactly what it is yeah Uh, a lot of um the work that i do with women as well is helping women to achieve orgasmic uh consciousness and orgasmic um sensation in their body so what i do is i stand across the room and in ancient Egypt, when I was a pharaoh, I was known as Amun-Ra, I used to um, go to the temples and uh, where the priestesses were. And what the priestesses used to do is that they would line themselves in, you know, they would bathe themselves and they would eat and then they would go through fasting and then they would eat and they would, then they would bring um, oils and frankincense and myrrh and all these beautiful, wonderful things into the temple and they would burn it at all the different calabaster pillars. They would, every calabaster pillar had a burning um, of these different herbs and stuff. And they would lay themselves down on these, um, these cloths and they would call the spirits to make love to them. Yes. And the spirits would come and make love to them and they would have these multiple orgasms of just mm. letting spirit make love to them. Yeah. And then, then they would have, um, they would do a sacrifice and then they would have men, the chosen men to come in and they would have these intense orgies to build their power and uh-huh. their energy after they made love to the spirits. Because what it did was it expanded their G-spot inside of them. The G-spot wasn't just this one area. It was the whole Jai Jai power. Yes, it was. Right? And so one of the things that I do a lot of work on in this life and some women you know i've had worked on and they didn't like it and and you know because they were scared of it and whatever and there's a man in the room who's doing this but i have i've known a lot in my work all over turkey and a lot of muslim women um a lot of countries where women have been suppressed mm-hmm. as i lay the woman out and i open up the egyptian powers and i call the spirits that the, the priestesses used to yeah. have come in and they make love to these women in my sessions and these women start moaning and going through orgasm and they start having these multiple orgasms and it expands their, their g-spot to become a part of their whole jai jai power and then i get these letters from women all over the world who are like i made love to my husband the moment he touched me i started having orgasms like all this energy and i said every time you're having an orgasm you're you're birthing new universes. Yes, you are. And like we don't, what people don't realize is that what happens on the physical affects the spiritual. What happens in the spiritual affects the physical. There is a bridge, uh, a united energy force. And so magic, you know, the reason why magic isn't, you just see it in Harry Potter and you see it in all these different things. And I want to talk a little bit into that Mm. is that, you know, people think that magic is just like, okay, you are going to make this glass move across the room and like, you know, you're like hippity skippity lip, you know, and you're like casting something <laughs> with a wand and all of a sudden someone's going to turn into a frog. It's, it's more on an essence base. 
<laughs> and like, yes, you can um, generate powers. Like I teach people in my workshops that you can generate like electricity, fire, you can change, you can bring the air spirits to blow on you. You can have your animal spirit take form in your body and you will literally become that animal and shape shift. <laughs> However, the essence of your being shape shifts, you, you may, your face may start looking to people like, like friends, I can shape shift into a jaguar. My face can start looking like a jaguar, but my hands aren't going to turn into paws, but my essence is. And so when people experience me, they'll experience a jaguar and they'll be like, wow, you seem, your, your energy is like a jaguar, like an intense cat because I'm, you know, shaping and it gives me power of that jaguar. So a lot of times people are looking and they, you know, they don't understand that, you know, like even like right now, these days I've been practicing on learning how to move things with my mind and, you know, get to that space and breaking down all the, the subconscious and unconscious barriers that says it's not possible. And I, I literally kid you not, magic is real. And what, what I love about um, that we human beings don't even see it is that a woman giving birth is magic. A woman having yes. an orgasm is magic. Mm -hmm. A woman who's able to walk in the room and sense every possible danger and be able to ward people, her friends, her family, and her children from those possible dangers if we just let her be is magic, right? You know, men, we have magic in us as well. Mm. Men have the ability to see structural forms and energies and information that is allowing us to see the progression forward through what we see and experience. These are magical energies. We all have magic inside of us, you know, and yet we dull it down to being human. Right? How dull. Good job you used that word. <laughs> I wanted it's dull. the doll. It's dull down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the doll down. But it's true. And I think, so, I mean, and just talking about orgasm, this is the, for me, the best magic that I've, that I share is that, you know, we, in, in the orgasm, you know, on the way to orgasm, when you know you're about to come, that's when you manifest. Like, that is when you manifest. Like, like there's no other spell you need. Like you can be doing that on your own. You can be doing that with a partner, but make sure you're, when, when you're doing that, just know that don't be just like looking to get to a place like use that energy, use that energy to call in exactly what it is you want. Yes. I tell men that as well too. A lot For of my sure, male yeah. friends, like, you know, um, we'll say, okay, you know, I masturbate. I say, when you masturbate, Okay. Or I tell women, if you're with your man, mm. or if it's a man and a man, yep. you know, like I helped this one couple once I did this session where these two guys and they were like, you know, being intimate with each other. And I said, when you do that, you need to talk to when he's getting turned on. If it's a woman and a man, a woman and a woman, a man and a man, it doesn't matter. Sure. It's when you're in that essence of that energy, your second chakra, as they talk in Hindu culture, right? In the Sanskrit, your sadhana. And in the shamanism, and it's basically known as the place of the inner birthing of power and magic, right? And so it's your place that creates wealth. It's the place that brings you mm. well-being. It's the place that connects you with certain types of people. It's the place that connects you with essence. It's the place that holds your highest level of sensorium. It's the place where you can access your power of awareness beyond the senses of the mind but into the deep understanding of deep magic in the world. Like literally, I teach students how to tap into deep magic where you sit between death and life and you're in the yes. center of death and life. And literally, when you are actually stroking yourself, men, or you're having someone stroke you or give you, um, you know, fellatio, 
blowjob, however you want to interpret it. Some people say you should use more medical words. So I'm going to say fellatio, but I also say blowjob. So I'll give both worlds. The thing is when you're doing that, right, is to say to the man or say to yourself, I'm so powerful. When I walk into the room, I'm an Adonis. Energy flows through me. I'm a healer. I'm healing people as they come near me or within my field of consciousness. Like you can do all of these things. You can say prosperity is constantly flowing to me. I'm creating new opportunities and new doorways and it works it really does <laughs> it really it does and, and people wonder why people danced around the cauldron when women danced around the cauldron right and this is the thing when we talk about all these forms of magic it's it's like know that, that you don't need to get a little cauldron off ebay and, and call that magic right this is <laughs> this is like using our bodies and recognizing that we are our chemical tools like we are the alchemical tool you know and especially for women like know that your menstrual cycle for example is an alchemical tool it's a space where you get to witness life and death every, you know, when you bleed, that is your experience of death each and every month so that we are able to prepare like the people in our lives. Women would, you know, women in tribes would bleed so that for their tribes. So women, you know, so the, 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 the tribe and the community would come to the, to the wise woman and say, you know, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And then when she bled, that would be the cleanse that she would bleed onto the land and that would be the cleansing of those of the problems and 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 then and then the healing would be happening and that was like a mini death for the body it's just that every month we get to experience our ego death so women have that men don't have that and so that's you know that's part of some of the stuff that's going on in the world absolutely <laughs> absolutely um let's talk about uh the moon cycles yeah. and what is what is um and what is the best time to do what on what moon cycle? Ooh, okay. Can you tell us about that? So you mean the moon or menstrual cycle? Let's do that. We'll talk about that as well. Let's talk yeah, about okay. the moon. So, so they both reflect each other anyway. So the um so the ovulation um, pre-ovulation is the waxing moon. And so that's a time to when seed, like, so that's potential. So the pre-ovulation phase is when you've just stopped bleeding, your hormones are rising. So that's when the moon is just start, like a little sliver in the sky and it's starting to, starting to grow. And that's the archetype of the maiden. And that's when we are frisky. It's when we can take risks. Like it's when, is it, you know, that, that's the phase when we can really, yeah, try things out, dare to be different and be courageous in ways that we wouldn't have been before. Then we move into the full moon, which is the creatrix phase. Like, so the full moon is, so if you're going to have orgasms, then use that, use that time to really like, bring in the magic and call in exactly what it is you want. Because under a full moon, that's when you manifest, that's when I manifested my hot Viking. That's when I manifested like, you know, <laughs> everything I have in this life was manifested under a full moon. Um, you let go of any shit that no longer serves you. You get super clear, get super, and you know, this is when we practice these, these skills of clarity, of, of discernment. And we're like, right, okay, what is it I actually want? What is it I no longer need? And at that full moon or at our ovulatory phase in, in our own menstrual cycle, this is when like some really powerful magic can happen. It's when you can be seen. It's when you're most articulate too. So it's also when you're able to, you know, if you're going to have an interview, show up then, <laughs> you know, like make sure you're, you book in interview dates for a full moon or for um, when, you're, when you're ovulating, because that is when you will be your, your most potent. 
So that's the first half. And that's as I was talking about earlier, the masculine energy. And then we move into the feminine energy. We move. So in that creatrix phase, we think like, yeah, we're queen of the universe. We can do all of this amazing things because we can. And then we drop into this, our hormones start to drop if we're in our menstrual cycle, but we also come into this um, pre-menstrual phase. And that's when I call it charmed and dangerous. Like it's when we're charmed and it's also when we're dangerous. Society sees us as dangerous in this part. And it's the part when some people call that in the phase of being a woman, perimenopause. Again, when you're just talking about medical phases, me- medical phrases, it's like, they're so archaic. So, I'm, I mean, I love that people want you to use them, <laughs> but it's like, are you kidding me? They, are, they ain't made for love. They are not made for love. So like calling something perimenopause and then making women then fearful of this time because it means they've not, if they haven't had a kid, they're like, oh no, I'm perimenopausal or, or they're just coming into their chromedom because they're not, because they've not been prepared and they've not been revered as a woman. So they, they get fearful about coming into menopause. So this phase in a woman's life is also plays out in, and it's no wonder because of how we treat women in this phase of their life that the, that phase of their pre, you know, in premenstrual phase is is so tricky for so many women it's when they experience the most pain and dis-ease but that's when we get uh, like we've got no we've got no filter in that phase that we've got no, no shits to give them like we are we that is when you will be able to edit life everything like the things that happened in the first half of the cycle that you might have let pass when we get to that premenstrual phase when we get to that waning moon we're like nope clear it out clear it out and, and then you start to clear Use it, use it for good because you can clear out everything you no longer need. And that's when we can do, um, you know, if, if, and also (laughs) this is not a time to start any kind of like crazy diet or any kind of way of eating or be like, I'm going to start a new running thing. Like that's when you, you start that back on that waxing moon, back on that, um, pre ovulation phase, because here is where you let go. And this is about what, letting go so that yeah, in you can the wa- in the way in the waning yeah in yeah, the waning, in the waning yes. yeah and for and that's funny because in for men it's about men being able to let go of their attachments yes and let go of their stress their anger and like really um withhold themselves from from sex interesting i love that yeah so there's a is a part of like you know taking an abstinence with yourself to replenish your energy and then in and then in the waxing is the time that they can be a lot of times men don't even realize that right before the full moon comes yeah, we yeah. get super horny like I'll call my buddies they're like I'm so horny right now I can't even take it like we become horn dogs like go check the moon I love yeah it. yeah like always you know it's important and then also too like which is really great too is using your menstrual blood you know, um, in your rituals. Yes. So when you come into that phase, so from premenstrual, you move into menstruation, which is the dark moon, which is the that phase there, which is like full, it is like fully letting go, and and then using that blood, like so in any way, like make art with it. You know, really get to know it, touch it, know what color it is too, right? And know that that's the phase. And so when you're at, like, so this is when you are the oracle. So, you know, you, you have all of these powers throughout the whole entire phase, but like this is when your oracular kind of powers are at their height, as, you know, at their, at their height. So use them to really, like as you bleed, don't make any big decisions, don't take any big actions either, but just recognize that this is a great time for that. Let, and, and use the blood, like if anyone knows, if you, you know, if you grow herbs, if you grow plants, like put that blood on those herbs, put that blood on those plants because you will notice a difference 
And the Shaman Dorit was saying, use it in, you know, use it in your food. Get familiar with it. Get really familiar with it and don't be scared of it as women, but also as men. Like those first couple of days, if you are bleeding, then I personally would recommend that you stay like full beam priestess, like in your temple, use that as sacred. But day three, moving forward, like invite, you know, invite people into play if you're in a relationship, you know, invite, because that is a sacred time. That is a sacred time. And like if sex around, around menstruation is, you know, again, because we've been taught it's dirty. We don't want to be messy. We don't want to get all caught up in it. It's like, actually, this is so powerful. I wanted to discuss uh, something because I know you've been getting a lot of um, people coming at you in very aggressive waves. <laughs> You're going to write a book called Witch. You have to anticipate a little backlash, I guess. <laughs> oh, trust me. I get backlash. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay? I'm sure. I get people thinking that I think it's okay to shame blame women and stuff. And that's not even what I'm saying. Are you saying kidding me? Not, no, yeah. Like I did a thing with uh, my friend Danny Katz on, a pod, on the podcast and we were talking about you know, women's stuff. We're giving understanding to the women's stuff of the, you know, about the whole Me Too and everything. Right. But not from the place of staying, using victim, using the victimness to have a, a, a voice, but using the victim story to educate. Yes. You know, not to sit there and complain about why life is miserable for you as a woman. Yeah. Uh-huh. And to use that as a woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. I'm this hurt and, and depressed person. You can express that, but express it through empowerment, which is empowering yourself to share that with your sisterhood, share that with other men, mm-hmm. share that with the planet, but not to the point where you become an aggressive energy with it. And then men, because like right now, I can tell you all my male buddies, and we just talked about it the other day, and all my male friends were on the table, and I was talking to it with a bunch of women on the table. And I told my friends, I said, yeah, a lot of men right now don't want to date women right now because they're afraid of this afraid. whole energy. And the right. woman looked like perplexed on the table. And my male buddy said to me, and they're like, it's true. You know, because right now, this it, it, that energy is not being utilized in the right way. The conversation is not being had. It's being had from a, you hurt me, you did me yeah. wrong. And now I'm going to come at you with aggression. And then anytime a man says anything, he's immediately thrown in that box as well when he's the, probably the most biggest woman supporter. I think that's so tricky because the anger and frustration has not been allowed to be there. So, so many people, so many women specifically are finding it like that, that finally there's a space for them to make, make some noise and to really be heard. But when they've been censored and silenced for so long, but it's the discernment and it's the, uh, we can't stay in that place. We can't stay in that place if we're going to move forward. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I want, I want you to be heard. Of course. It's just that let's be heard share the knowledge, share yes. the information with the tribe, and then ask the tribal members, what can I do yes. to strengthen, empower, lift, shift, and be able to, to step into yes. a higher reality of consciousness for myself that supports me as a woman and supports me in my community as a woman. Yeah. You know, I think it's very important. So I know you've been getting a lot of, um, a lot of slack from from the community of people out there who just don't really understand certain things. And um, I want to talk on it. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) Of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, what has been been showing up for you? Because I really want to dive in this. Okay. So I, I, as you've heard, I speak about wombs. I speak about periods. I speak about menstruation. I speak about the power that's held in our womb space as as a woman. And so I use that word because 
I want to, I want women to take ownership of the fact that they are a woman and that we recognize that our powers are powers and that they are to be revered by ourselves and by those around us. Unfortunately, there are some people that are not cool with me talking about wombs and women in the same, in the same sentence and find it tricky that, um, I, yeah, that I do that. <laughs> right. Find it. They find it tricky that I that I say women are women with wombs, and I'm not saying that. I've never said that. But that you know, I I find you know my work is predominantly with women with wombs. I won't change. There's a pigeon in the window. Let's <laughs> come to say hi. Do you know what pigeon stands for? In no, tell me. Tell me. So pigeon um, basically means um, dispelling the truth or talking no, about things. Doesn't. Yeah. Or, things that are uncomfortable that need to be heard. There we go. And dispelling the truth. And the pigeon is looking in the window <laughs> and the window is considered a looking glass, oh my right? And so it's basically saying that this energy is looking from behind into the window, which means that this isn't being talked about enough. And it isn't because everyone's too scared to speak. Anyone, anyone about any of it, whether we're talking about anything right now, whether it's about women's rights, whether it's about race, whether it's about anything, everyone's too scared to speak because no one will have a conversation with love because everyone's a bit angry. Understatement. Underlined five times. And so, so you know, I, my work here this lifetime is to support women in rising. That's, and rooted rising, by the way. Um, Me too. Right? Yes. And so for... And men. And to support men too. Well, it's exactly. Exactly. But when women haven't had a voice for so long... Yes. When women haven't, you know, have been silent, censored, when their stories haven't been told, this is what I told in which, you know, this is the part... There's a chapter where I speak of the... How it was and, and how we were all burned and how we were, you know, burned, um, hung, drowned you know, and simply for being women, not for being witches. That was a word they used to describe us. Yes. It was like a gender side, you know, it wasn't like, so, so part, and, and, you know, I've done this lifetime many times as, as a wise witch, woman, whatever label you want to give. And so the only label I will accept right now is woman for myself. That's the only label anyone can put on me. So yeah. That's so there there's some, you know, there's some communities and and you know, there's some men, the transgender community, there's lots of in, in and certain tiny, tiny little groups who who are not cool with me doing this work. Well, you know, it's okay. They can be uncool if they want, but here's the reality of it all, you know, and I was having this conversation with my ancestors. The reality is, is that you can have your body parts changed and you can feel, you know, they say like you know, I hear a lot of times people will say, well, I, I, my soul is a woman. Yeah. Well, your spirit is a woman. Your soul is the creator. So I really want to kind of identify that. Your soul, which is your inner child, is creation playing as a child to get you to love it and come back to it. And reason why when people say, oh, I have a hurt inner child, it's not that your child is really hurt. It's your child has an energy it's been holding on to, which is your creator. The creator of you is holding on to energy that you haven't brought back into love. So it's asking you to return back to that place of vulnerability within yourself and, and discover it. But what happens is, is that, you know, like for instance, I'll use myself as an example. I'm going to yeah. use myself as an example. I lived many lifetimes as a female and, um, 
A lot of my male friends will always say to me, I feel so comfortable with you because I can feel your feminine energy. It's so sensual and connected, but you're a guy. So I feel like I can open up and talk to you, you know? And it's interesting because I've lived a couple lives as a man. Uh, one was in Egypt, the other one was in Persia. And then I lived as a man in, in the country, like as a, as a country, I lived like a very simple life, you know, on a farm and died a very um, short, uh, I lived a short life on a farm, but I had a horse and I was living in that Western time. And then other lifetimes, I've been a female. I was a female. I was, you know, murdered in Spain by the church, uh, considered a witch, had my tongue cut out, my mouth soldered, mm. raped by all these soldiers, and then taken with a bunch of women in a wagon to the top of a mountain with a cross and stones to our feet and thrown in the ocean. Another lifetime, again, um, you know, taken out of my home at night, the door kicked in by soldiers, pulled out of my bed wearing my white gown and my family, um, you know, taken out of my place because of me being sexual with someone in town. And they decided to, to point the finger at me as being a witch and burned, burned alive. And then I was a concubine in one life and I was a geisha in another. So I have very clear knowledge of, you know, being um, a woman. And when I chose this body, when I came into this body, when I remember when I was on the other side and they asked me, what, you know, do you want to be male or female to, to carry out what you came to do? As I looked at it with all of the elder spirits and the great council, the reason why I chose to come as a man is because, and I chose to come as a black man, is because... Um, the nature, because I have a feminine, I'm a composite being, I have a masculine and feminine spirit. That means two different spirits have chosen to serve within one body. So I have the, the male energies of those essences of those male lifetimes. And I have the woman essences in both of them. We're in this body together. And we'll talk about that more when we get into my other um, things about past lives. But to just sum it up for you, I am very feminine. And I'm, but I'm also, but I look masculine. And the reason why I came black was because I knew that black was going to be a big issue for people on the earth at this time. And so I came as the, as the, the vulnerable, loving, nurturing black man that is so out of context of what people would think a black man would be, you know, and I then having a feminine nature. So then when men touch me, they're like, oh my God, wow, you're so nurturing. And when women around me, they're like, wow, you get me. I'm like, yeah. of course I get you, girl. I used to have a Jai Jai power. <laughs> <laughs> you know that power. I know it. You know, <laughs> like I remember one time my girlfriend said to me, she goes, I think you know me better than I know myself. I'm like, honey, why aren't you taking these crystals, baby, and laying in bed and taking the ghee and putting it on your vajayjai and rubbing it in circles to clean all that magnetic energy out of there? I'm like, here, I made you some moon water. She's like, what's that? I'm like, moon water. I put it under the moon last night. It has a magnetic energy. It's going to balance your hormones and do all these things. And so, oh, it really does. It, it really, really does, does, by the way, just so you know. Yeah. Did you did you end up doing it? Oh no, I do it. Yeah. Yeah. My nan taught me from a really young age. So, yeah. yeah. I, I'm doing my moon water comes from my other lifetimes. I used to make moon water all the time yeah. for the women in the villages. I am a man. And yes, I have a feminine woman and I have a powerful queen, a powerful goddess that lives inside of me. But I also have a powerful king that's inside of me as well. Mm. And we are one together. We are a synergized um, team that works in the honor of both men and women to see our planet evolves. And when there comes a time in our evolution when the feminine and masculine will merge into the great fifth, uh, fifth element and those ideas of feminine and masculine will no longer exist. And what will exist is the spirit. Mm -mm. So. <sighs> Thank you. 
for those for those of you who want to go after my my sweet Lisa, no, you're dealing with Shaman Durek here, and I don't play. No, you don't. You don't. And Justin, I agree. Like I'm in such love, and for for everyone, I just really know there is a space and place for the work that has to happen before we can get to before we can get, you know, we, we have to allow there to be some unraveling and for people to mess up and for people to like find the right language as well, because that's what's happening. We can't just keep pointing fingers at each other. Like everyone is trying to do the good work, right? Like, so let's just find a way in which we can, you know, I am so open to discussion. I am so open to being educated and share, you know, and to, but also please in that, really have some reverence for the, the work that is happening regarding the womb because that is a power portal. Yes. I want to share this thing that I wrote um, on Instagram with you before we come to the end of the share. Yeah. I wrote, a witch is a woman who knows she is powerful. Fact. There was laughter heard deep within the forest. They knew the truth about life and what was really going on. They danced naked because they knew they were goddesses and they loved their bodies as they loved the earth. They were one with nature and its medicine. They knew what to eat and what to take to bring health and wellness and vitality. They were not afraid of judgment or the ridicule of others, for they knew their power and they knew what they were capable of doing. They followed the moon and they honored each other's cycles. They brought healing wherever they went. They loved their children and taught them the ways of the earth and spirit. They're not afraid to stand in the face of adversity, even when people were scared of the magic and knowledge that they held, what they could do and how they manifest and how they loved and how they healed each other. They were burned, they were hung, they were dropped off cliffs with stones tied to their feet because they were powerful and misunderstood. Mm. Today, they are many and they cannot be stopped. If you relate to any of these things that I have said, you are one of them. Woman, stewards of the earth, Bring forth the awakening of tomorrow. Laugh, cackle, loud sisters. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes. A hundred times yes. <laughs> A hundred million times yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those words. Thank you for witnessing the witches because they are powerful, you know, and, and that we, we also, but don't we also recognize that there are warlocks, that there are all 100%. the, and I mean, and at no point have I ever said that, you know, I witness and I acknowledge all of that, but I am also really, really strong and in my power that, that we have to revere the witch. I always say that a male witch is one who's in touch with the feminine and honors the goddess. Yes. Not just I'm a male witch and I do magic and you have no feminine side to you, then you Mm. really are not what you call yourself to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I honestly believe that magic and shamanism cannot be touched unless you embrace both feminine and masculine so that you can pass through all the different um, realms of consciousness. When I come across a a very overly masculine shaman, I just don't believe that they're a shaman. When I come across a man who's like, oh, I'm a witch but he's super masculine, whatever, then I just can't believe it. Because to be any of those things, you must honor the divine goddess. You must honor the moon and sun. You must honor the rituals and rites and passages. And those things can only be honored when you step into the feminine and masculine balance and the nature of all spirit. Can we get all the high fives for that? So mote it be. So mote it be. Mm-mm. And so it is, and so it is, and so, so it is. is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so how can people get in touch with you? Oh my goodness. I have a website called thesassyshe.com and I'm on Instagram as at 
the no at Sassy Lisa Lister. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And tell them the two books that they can they can get. Well, there's technically three. There's Code Red, which is just about the menstrual cycle. There's Love Your Lady Landscape and there's Witch. Uh, three books. And then, that's, <laughs> that, look at that. That's in itself right there is, is a grand prize. Right. Trinity. Uh, Trinity I love that you Code Red. How amazing. I know. I know. You know, the whole thing about, it's really funny because I wrote something on Instagram about how my, when my first sister had her, um, her menstrual cycle and my father like grabbed this jacket and covered it up and made it seem like it was this really disgusting, horrible thing. Right. And I wrote about it and um, literally. You wrote about it in your book. I wrote about it on Instagram, Instagram. Amazing. but it's also in my book as well. Incredible. It comes out next year. It, talk, it talks about, um, it's, you know, it's, it's called Honor the, Honor the Cycles. Um, so yeah, so, mm. you know, literally it was this, you know, I felt like, why is she being shamed right now by my dad when this is a part of life? Fine. And why are women walking in the rooms whispering like, do you have a tampon? Does anyone have a tampon to their sisters? Exactly. Instead of just being like, does anyone have a tampon? Yeah. Like just, uh, this is reality, this right? Is and men happening. need to stop getting all like squirmish around like <laughs> these things, you know? This is what made you, it's dude. It's old conditioning though, isn't it? And yeah. we have to all, we, you know, we're all in it together, unpacking all of this. Rub that blood on you. Some power on that. Across <laughs> <laughs> your face. <laughs> Thank you, my darling, oh, for my being goodness. with us Thank in this you. year. Thank you so much. Amazing, amazing, amazing magic. This is the time where we combine the knowledge and the wisdom of the ages and bring it and turn the pages to understanding the deep understanding within us that we have the ability to ignite the powers, all the hidden powers come forth and welcome you into our lives. That is what it's about, welcoming the hidden powers back into our lives and utilizing those powers to bring greatness both into our life and to the lives of others. The sustenance of goodness, the sustenance of wellness, the sustenance of all that is, is magic. I'm so honored to have my beautiful sister today on the show. I know you're all lit right now. You are lit, lit, lit right now. You are like the bubbling of a cauldron. You are like fire and ice. You are literally the sun, star, and moons all gathered into one beautiful essence with the sensuality and connection of all experiences. I thank you so much for being here today, Share, And if you want to follow me, you can, if you haven't already started following me on Instagram, please do so at Shaman Durek. You can also sign up on my newsletter if you want to learn about training and shamanism, getting involved in all the different things that I'll be offering into the world and the different collaborations that I'll be doing with like my sister Lisa and all these other people that will be, you'll be seeing um, and people that you've been hearing on the podcast. I love you so, so much. And please do me a favor. The way we share the knowledge, the way we share the wealth, we want to make people wealthy. We want to we wanna, we wanna increase their spiritual currency. We want to increase their spiritual bank, right? And the way we do that is you leave a review on Ancient Wisdom Today on iTunes. This would mean the most to me. And because the more you do, the more stars you give me, the more people see, wow, this show is worth listening to. Let me give it a shot. And then they come in and they get the medicine and the magic is created. I love you so much and have a wonderful, beautiful you. Celebrate you, dance under the moons, paint, laugh, drink moon water, make love, have passion and be creative. Bye. Bye.